Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are here. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners are on KDKA Radio. All right, listen, before we do anything further, coming up, it is at the Community College of Beaver County, the Beaver County Times Home and Garden Show. And yeah, you're there, Doug Oster. That's right. Saturday, I'm going to be there again. I don't know how many years this is, but uh, the Golden Dome next Saturday, 10 a.m., and I'm going to be talking all about uh, gardening, getting started early. It's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing everybody there as, as usual. It's a lot of fun. Uh, get Good out show. And, get out and see Uncle Dougie. Now, Jessica is here as well. This is the Organic Gardeners, <laughs> and we are ready to uh, ask the person that happens to be the 10th caller to, uh, well, start dialing now. Could be you. You could win a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles, 412-922-1020. Our producer, Ashley Funyak, will be answering those phone calls. And so a lot to get to on the program today, so let's get to and by the way, you know what? We'd love to hear from you on the phone lines as well. So I really highly urge you to call now so you can reserve some space on the phone lines because it is that time to begin dialing 866-391-1020. You can also reach us at Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com, and text us on the Red Automotive line, the best deal in town. Here they are, Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser of the Tribune Review. And, of course, Doug, everybodygardens.com. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from Everybody Gardens and the Tribune Review. And I'm horticulturist Jessica Wallace. Today we're going to be talking trees with Davy Trees, Rob Krulljack. And if you notice, Jess, we both have the same Davy mug. I know. And we have a, the uh, really nice Yeti Davy mugs. mugs. Mine has I know, I uh, these mugs. hot chocolate in it. We don't know what Jessica mine drinks has in hers. A, mine has a mocha. Thank you very much. Okay. I stop at the Starbucks drive through on my way in every Sunday morning. It's my little treat to myself for getting up so early on a Sunday morning. So welcome Yeesh. welcome back, Davey Tree. And I was wondering, what's up in your garden? Anything up? You got some crocuses or anything? Um, I, my my uh, daffodils are up a couple of inches. Uh, surprisingly, my alliums are up a couple inches, and they even have some buds on them. And they're at the front of the house, which gets a lot of warm, blasting sun on these sunny days. And so I think that's kind of hastened their emergence a little bit. But they're always one of my favorites. They're the big, tall ones, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big balls of blooms the size of your head and well maybe not the size not of your the size head, of my head but size of that, a, a normal human yeah, being's head yes. and they get like two and a half three feet tall i mean and i love them and they're one of those bulbs that the deer don't eat and i do have such problems with deer in the front garden so that's pretty much where i keep my alliums <laughs> and my daffodils so last year uh brent from um brent and becky's bulbs told me about putting my crocuses and soaking them in some repellent i soaked them in bobex to try and keep the critters from eating them before they bloom. And that part has worked. So now that after they bloom and the greens come up, that kind of outs them for the chipmunks. We'll see if the chipmunks still still want them. And so do they, does, does he do that and then they you use them only sort of as annuals? Because that, that Bobex doesn't last forever. Yeah, I know. I know. But I don't know how long it lasts. Yeah. Underground? I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I'd be. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah that's what I want to see. If I want to see if they dig them up this year. Yeah, because I at mean least that's they... the problem. I can't do crocus at all in our front because we have so many chipmunks in the retaining wall 
that they just, I mean, well, you know me, I'm in Chipmunk so, Kevin there. Yeah. And yep. so they didn't get them before they bloomed. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see. Uh, and it's no matter what snow crocus I order, looking at the species that I want, there's nothing sooner than the one that was already there that I don't know what it is. Hmm. There's one that just comes up a couple days early and I'm trying to get something you know, to match it. There's only like five or six of them. I, I want to get like a hundred, you know, but there's always a couple days later huh. <laughs> uh, that, that and they look almost the same, just a, just a different shade, you know, and I, every catalog I look at and I look at the species. And so whatever was there first, whatever was there that I inherited is, is the earliest snow crocus I've ever seen. Well, so. one of these years you're going to hit on the right one and then you're going to have a big swath of early crocus. I will be today at the Washington County Home Show at 2 p.m. That's at the Washington County Fairgrounds, talking organic gardening and getting a jump on the season. I'll also be raffling off some cool prizes. Come see me today, Washington County Home Show uh, at the Fairgrounds, 2 o'clock. We're going to have, again, a lot of fun. All right, here's what I get to uh, ask you both a question because I'm not as knowledgeable as either one of you, even though I try to at least keep up with some of the stuff you talk about. So much Janoski's the other day, and they've got this brand-new greenhouse attached to the farm market. Absolutely awesome. And uh, their guy who's running the garden center says, here, we got to show you these succulents. I've heard you talk about that a lot. What exactly is a succulent? So a succulent is a plant that has really fleshy, thick leaves that are good at storing water. And so these plants are particularly good for low water environments or for people who forget to water a lot. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why they're so popular right now. That's why they're popular at my house. Yeah, I mean, neglectful gardeners can have a lot of success with succulents. There's indoor varieties that are not hardy that you can put outside in the summer, but you have to bring them in for the winter. And then there's varieties that actually are hardy that can go outside year round. Um, But most of them are frost sensitive. So you do have to bring them in for the winter. But man, they're cool. The one I like outside, and it's, it's just for the summer. Yeah. It's a zone seven. So, I mean, okay. it can take some cold as echeverias. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I don't know what the exact cultivar is, but it just, everyone I've ever grown has this long, beautiful flower stem with these intense bell shaped orange, deep orange flowers. And it's like, it's something you've never seen before in a garden. Yeah. You know, for the most part, you're just like, you know, and they do great in containers, great in something like a strawberry pot. That's where I love to put my succulents and, mm-hmm. They're becoming really popular. They are. I love that. My favorite one is called flapjacks. Have you grown those yet? No, I've grown them, but I've seen that. They're I've seen neat. it. Yeah, they're that's neat. Cool. They have a bit. I mean, the, the 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 leaves are probably like the size of your palm. They're round and flat, and they are just. Re- they're um, they're calanchoe, so they're related to the plant that we often grow as an indoor house plant. But they're called flapjacks, and they're one of my absolute favorite succulents. And you know, and calanchoe, when you get that going inside, that thing is indestructible. Exactly. Yep. Know? Yep. And these with the flapjacks, you don't need to rely on the blooms. I mean, they're mostly they're for their foliage, not the flowers. And so, you know, they're not like the greenhouse ones, calanchoe, where you're always trying to get them to bloom again. I mean, these guys are just known for their gorgeous succulent thick leaves. So. Well, it's just exciting to get some breaks in the weather, to be out there, to see some color, see some things pushing up. Uh, I'm just, I'm just loving it, but there's a lot of work to do. I almost said spring's around the corner, but it's actually here. So (laughs) I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still, I'm still not quite sure if it's actually here. There's frost on the car. That's so funny because uh, like the day before the first day of spring, I just saw something. I it wasn't even in my head. You know what I mean? We should be like, tuned in right, right like hey first day of spring that's our big d-. i'm like yeah i sent a message to my team just like 
Uh, tomorrow's first day of spring. I think we better push something out on social media. Maybe something for this and then. They're all, everyone yeah. is scrambling in the office. <laughs> you know, that should be like a big red letter day. You know? Well, I'm giving you the heads up now. National Gardening Day is April 14th. So right. get, the, get that on your radar because that's a big deal too. Well, the one I talked about in the meeting was National Garden Naked Day, which is oh, in May. Oh, that's in May. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything to celebrate that one. But National Gardening oh, Day. Oh, I, I am, man. Neighbors get upset, but it's cool. Oh, I could say something, but I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. All right, listen, we're going to go to the break. Uh, we come back. I want to remind everyone who's coming up in just about 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, we'll be talking trees with Davies, Rob Krulljack, um, great guy, and we have a lot to talk about with the trees, what to do coming out of winter here, what we should be doing, so that'll be good. Yeah, he's in tremendous shape, this guy. We should have done some push-ups between <laughs> yeah. the time he was here. Anybody, anybody is climbing trees and for a living, boy, those guys are just... They're ripped. They're in good shape. You know, there is something very beneficial about being in a greenhouse. This, this greenhouse at Janoski's is awesome. It's all that oxygen. What is it about that? It's all that oxygen. I felt no, really good. All the plants good. are in there making oxygen. It really is. It's a euphoric. I mean, you feel euphoric when you come out of a greenhouse. You really do. I don't know if it was euphoric, but I felt something. It was good. Maybe it was the uh, cactus, ha- cactus plant I sat on. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But, it, I mean, it was just really nice. It felt good to be in there. Yeah, and it's usually, you know... A- Ten, at least 10 degrees over what it is outside this time of year, obviously more so. If but, you guys yeah. would ever hit the lottery, and by the way, it's up to $750 million now, would you ever have, like, I would. I mean, I would build one and hire both of you just to, like, wouldn't you like to have a huge greenhouse, or do you already have one? First of all, I would not work for you. I know that. Second of all. <laughs> I wouldn't work for me. I'm so OCD. I don't think I would buy a greenhouse. I, I it's love like, would you, home. if you won the lottery, yes, would I you would. build a big radio studio? No. Probably not. No. Right. So I'd not build a little yeah. one, but yeah, I, I would love build my greenhouse. In a greenhouse. <laughs> Mine's an old uh, aluminum kit greenhouse. This used to be a big deal. Like in all the magazines, you would see an ad for an aluminum extruded greenhouse. This is from a company called Everlight in Cleveland, which was one of the big ones. Uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and they'd ship it to you flat. You'd get your buddies together. You'd put it together. You know, it's all single pane glass, little clips and everything, but I love mine, and it's, you know, for that size greenhouse, it's 30 degrees. You know, if if it's 27 degrees outside and the sun comes out at this time of the year when the angle of the sun is so high, it'll be 80 in a minute. And just sitting out there. You know, I already have some, I bought tomatoes at Chapman's, like four early girls. Oh my goodness. And I have them out there and it's, you know, when it's 27 outside and there's no sun, it's about 35 in there. Yeah. So those tomatoes are just like, help me. We will take a very short break and we will be back. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners are on KDKA Radio. Hey, congratulations to uh, Beth and McCandless, uh, winner of that $25 gift certificate from Sorgles. And we have one from Janoski's that we're going to be giving away within about 20 minutes. I'll be at the Washington County Home Show today, 2 o'clock, at the Washington County Fairgrounds, talking organic gardening and getting a jump on the season. I'll also be raffling off some cool prizes. Anybody on the phone there, Rob? Yes, there are. But don't forget, he's also going to be at the Beaver County Times Home and Garden Show, Golden Dome Community College, coming up March 30th. Uh, let's say hi to Kay in the North Hills. Hey, Kay. Good morning. Happy spring. Happy spring, Kay. How are you? I'm good. I, I have a cucumber uh, question. I grow my cucumbers from, you know, seeds in little pots, and I take them up to the garden, and I have a fence, and I plant them along the fence, 
and they grow, and they're beautiful, and they have little blooms on, and then they get little cucumbers on, and then they die. Yeah. Welcome to the world of A bacterial ba- wilt. Bacterial wilt. Yes. Uh, what? It's so disappointing. It's so disappointing, isn't it? You have these beautiful, healthy plants. It's terrible. It is. And then the next day, you go, it almost seems like it happens overnight. They just wilt, and no amount of water will make them perk up again, and they're, right. it, they just die. So there's a couple of different things that you can do. This is a bacterial disease that's transmitted by the cucumber beetle. So as the beetle feeds on the plant, um, they're... they're uh, digestive juices get in the plant, which then infects it with this bacteria that causes bacterial wilt. So your first line of defense always, always, always is to plant cucumber varieties that are bred to be resistant to bacterial wilt. So this is varieties like Marketmore 76, Diva, and County Fair. Those are the, there's some other ones as well, but those three are the ones that have the best bacterial wilt resistance. And is it that their leaves are not as bitter or more bitter? I can't remember. There's something about it that the cucumber beetle doesn't like. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think it's attracted to the ones that are highly bitter, so yeah. these are less bitter. So you want to choose the right varieties, first of all, right? Okay. Second of all, I would, um, when the plants are really young, I would try to keep them covered with a f- layer of floating row cover. Um, I know it's hard when they're growing up a fence, but a lot of times the cucumber beetles do their damage when the when the, you know, the plants are young, the bacteria is transmitted, and then it takes a couple weeks for it, the symptoms to occur. So if you can keep the plants protected until they come into flower, then you need to remove that floating row cover, obviously, to let bees access the flowers. Um, but having them covered will help keep the cucumber beetles off very early in the season. You should not spray like any type of pesticide on the plant for the cucumber beetles because what kills the cucumber beetles is also going to kill the bees. But then what you have said before, which I never knew, that cucumber beetle is actually a great pollinator. It is. It's a surprisingly good pollinator for cucumber plants. So, yeah. Here's one more thing that I like to do, and, and I'm doing this a lot with, with different crops is is staggering the plantings you know planting that you know i'm planting my cucumbers you know directly in the soil so i'm doing may 15 may 30 and june 15 besides all the things that jessica said that's another thing that can help too and it's a good thing that you're growing them up you know even though the beetle is a flying beetle it spends a lot of time low on the ground and growing them up helps and staggering the plantings helps a little bit. That is a great suggestion. And you know what? I plant my cucumbers. I plant cucumber seeds as late as July 1st. Mm -hmm. So I'm planting a few more seeds every maybe two weeks or so throughout the spring and early summer. Tell them about that. Tell them about that cucumber you like. Oh, silver Silver slicer. slicer. Silver slicer is another good one. Now I'm not sure why this one doesn't seem to get as many cucumber beetles for me. It's a white. The skin on this cucumber is white. It's very huh. mild flavored. Uh, it's is called it a, Silver Slice. A really consistent where, shape. Where can I get the seeds? Oh, I'm trying is to remember where I got that. I, Silver Slicer might be high mowing seeds. It I'll might look it also up while you're be. Talking. It might also be territorial seeds. Might have Silver Slicer, but it's it's a really delicious cucumber. Does burpee have some of these seeds? They should. They should. should. Now, there's a whole... Here's the thing about the variety I mentioned, Marketmore 76. Marketmore is like a series of cucumbers, and there's like Marketmore, I don't know, 97, Marketmore... Like, they have different numbers, but the one that I've had the best luck with is Marketmore 76. Okay. 
So Silver Slicer is available from High Mowing Seeds, which is one of the companies that we love. It's a uh, you know family-run and all-organic seed. So check out uh, High Mowing Seeds. They have some good stuff. All right, we got one minute to the break. So what do we think we're going to be discussing with Davey Tree and Rob Crueljack? Oh, I have so many questions for Rob this morning. I've, we were sitting down talking <laughs> yeah. about early spring care, and I said, oh, my gosh, well, I have about a bazillion questions for him. And I actually get, you know, occasionally get an email from somebody asking a tree question, and I always told them to hang on till I can talk to the Davy Tree guys to really get their opinion on it as well, because, you know, they're the true experts with tree care, that's for sure. Yeah, coming out of the winter, you know, we're coming out of our hibernation. Time to get out there and look look at the trees, see what's going on, and then Rob will tell us what to do. All right, eight six. Don't look at this. Not Rob. you, Rob. The okay. other Rob. By the way, so oh, I didn't mean you, Rob. I meant the real Tree Rob. Rob. Right. Yes. <laughs> Any more from the peanut gallery? Before I, uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> before we take a break, uh, we will take one right now, and then when we come back after, Shelby Cassessi checks the local news. It'll be Rob Krujak of Davy Tree talking trees. They're back for another season, and we're very happy about that on KDK Radio. So I suggest that you do not touch that dial. We'll be back. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners are on KDKA Radio. All right, 10th caller right now wins that $25 gift certificate from Janoski's at 412-922-1020. And now it's time for Talking Trees, a service of the Davy Tree Expert Company. And we are joined by Rob Krueljack from Davy Tree. Rob, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we were wondering how much hard work you were doing all winter, and you said you were skiing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the calls really slow down through the winter, so it affords us some free time. Uh, so we're not out. Yeah, selling. All right. Well, no more free time for you because yeah, spring yeah, is for, here. Forget Spring's it. Yep. Forget it. <laughs> don't, don't, never mind those flurries the other day. That was just an illusion. It's exactly. Yeah. So coming out of hibernation, looking out at uh, the landscape, wondering about our trees, what's the first thing we should be looking at or concerned with? I just said that... Um, the, the weather's going to cooperate with us this spring. Hopefully, we don't have any late frost. They're going to kill off some, you know, flower buds. You know, sometimes our magnolias get hit early. If you know, yeah, if I was not, looking, we'll have a nice. Bloom. I was looking at my magnolia the other day, seeing if those buds were swelling already, mm-hmm. and worried that, you know, those old-fashioned magnolias. Yeah. They, you know, most often bloom, but less year i think i didn't <laughs> yeah it, and and the, the the dampness you know a lot of rain last year last spring a lot of leaf diseases and such you know nothing you can really do about them you have to prepare early and you know get them treated but you know th- those are types of things we should be concerned and about t- going talk about something that uh, jessica discusses uh, through the winter frost cracking what is frost cracking uh, frost cracking is when we have very cold weather and um the the then we have a, a fast warm-up, and basically the outside of the tree will heat up faster than the inside, causing the bark to split. Um, sometimes it can be quite violent and loud. It almost sounds like a, you know, a small-caliber you know, rifle going off when it's, that pops open there. Thin bark trees, usually sycamores, maples, tend to... And it's a big uh, vertical slit down the length of the trunk. Correct. Right. So, Because a lot of times people will see it and they think like, oh, lightning must have struck my tree, right? Because mm-hmm. it has that big vertical split. But on a, I've actually heard from people who walk through the woods on a sunny day that's cold, and you can hear the trees popping. Yeah, absolutely. And splitting. Is there something people should do if they have a vertical crack like that on a tree? Unfortunately, not. No, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to let uh, 
you know, the, the tree t- try to seal that wound back over. And, you know, a lot of times it will lead to internal decay in that spot. So something to keep But over a on. long period of time. Correct. Like it's not going to be that season it's going to No, run. no. Okay. But yeah, something to monitor through through the years then. Should people like wrap their trees or <laughs> something to prevent it? the same it? thing. No, 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 okay. no wrapping, no tar, no, you know. Don't do it. Coat. Yeah, it, it does not really okay. do anything beneficial for it's the tree. It's just a part of nature. Correct. Right. And exactly. of course, we are very concerned about oak wilt. Mm-hmm. And very important to prune trees the right way for, for with any oak tree. Correct, and during the right time of the year. So our, our oak pruning season is wrapping up right now. Typically mid-April, sometimes late March. You know, depending on how it warms up. You know, we go by growing degree days. Um, but yes, it really no oak pruning should be done now until next November at this and point. And why? Why aren't we pruning? Uh, because the the bugs that transmit the fungus are active during these time of year. The sap's flowing that the beetles feed on the sap. So we, we just want to avoid any open wounds on oak trees now until November. The other thing I um, know that some people are spying now that the, the leaves are not on the trees yet. Mm-hmm. And so they can see higher up in the canopy of the trees. And sometimes people will spy that bract, the bract mushrooms, right? The mushrooms look like a shelf sticking off mm-hmm. the side of their tree. Mm-hmm. And if they see that, whether it's high up in the tree or down low in the tree, what's that a sign of? Is it something people need to worry about? Yeah, the, the, those bracts are, you know, they're wood decaying fungus, and that's the fruiting body of them. So uh, anytime you see a, any mushroom growing off the wood on a tree, like off of the tree itself, it, you know, you should have an arborist check it out because that could tell you that there's, you know, internal decay that would make the tree structurally unsound. And a lot of times you find that around old pruning injuries, right? So where someone removed a big limb and maybe they didn't do it right or some kind of, you know, the fungal spores got in there? Yes. Yeah. A lot of times, again, those open wounds are, are, you know, vectors for the, you know, the fungus spores to enter the tree. Okay. So, yeah. So that's a big sign, especially if this is a tree like right next to your house. Absolutely. Or your and shed and, and, or and something. the ones right at the base of the tree are the, the most uh, worrisome. You know, oh, you really? see them okay. growing out of the base. Yeah. That, got, that's okay. the foundation of your tree and you want that to be you know, I've solid. got one right behind my garage, a big oak that has the uh, sheep head mushroom mm, delicious. At, it, at its base. Mm hmm. Is that something I should be worried about? Absolutely. And, and some are more aggressive than others. You know, Ganoderma is a really aggressive, you know, wood decaying fungus. Sheephead's a little bit non-aggressive, but still, you know, you should be aware of it and maybe have the trees, you know, checked for, uh, you know, with a resistograph. It's a tool that measures the um, density of the wood fibers to tell mm-hmm. you if it's decayed and how, how deep oh, the decay cool. is. Oh, that's cool. It's like a yeah. sonogram for a tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a drill, really small diameter drill bit that as it penetrates the wood fibers, it prints out on a graph sheet the resistance wow. that the drill bit's encountering on its way in. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it kind of gives you an, almost like an x-ray or an inside view of the, the trunk of the tree. So how about fertilizing? Are we too early to fertilize? Can we fertilize shrubs and trees at this point in the season? Yeah, uh, really, and you know, as soon as the the ground softens up enough, you know, not like we've been having you know frozen ground really lately, but um, as soon as we can get the probes in to do the fertilizing, you can absolutely be doing it this time of the year. It just if puts I nutrients had, like, right there. If for I had tree. like a granular one that I like to use, can I just sprinkle it on the and kind of kick it in? Is that good? Oh, absolutely. Work? Yeah, right. yeah. And as, as we start to get the spring rains and such, that'll dissolve it and it'll, you know permeate down into the the soil for the trees to and shrubs to use. Okay, I put a Korean stewardia in last fall. Is it going to do good for me? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my crystal ball and I'll tell you. I thought you were going to say get that spectrograph yeah. seismologist thing. Yeah. 
Wouldn't it be cool if we did have a machine that yeah, did that, right? though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. just just determine if you planted <laughs> it right, if it's going to be happy where it is. Story like, a happy, happyographer is what we need, right? <laughs> so we can just point it like a laser at our plants and see if they're happy where they are. I hope it's happy. I've always dreamed of growing this tree. You know how you, you just sometimes you have a tree that you've fallen in love with, you've seen it somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you finally find what you think is the right spot and plant it at the right time, and then you just cross your fingers and you ask the Davy guy, is it going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you tre- just have to do your best. Any right. trees like that for you? Do you is there something that uh, you think about that you just you love having in your landscape? I, I had a weeping false cypress that I really enjoyed. Wow. And, you know, I, we decorate it for Christmas, like, you know, put wow. Christmas lights on it and such. And I just, I, I just really like the, you know, the drooping texture and the, yeah, neat tree. Uh, as far as pests are concerned, <clears throat> last year, what were we seeing and what do you expect for this year? Is it, Was there anything last year that was just like went, went crazy? There's always seems to be one thing that is is just like, uh, we haven't seen this before, and this one went nuts, or was it a pretty Last standard Last year, it was season? a catalpa worm. Yeah, Everybody was worms. calling about those, yep. yeah. Um, if you, know, you start looking around, a lot of blue spruces are, are going right now. Uh, needle cast um, is really putting a hurting on them, so that's uh, that's going to be a problem for the couple years to come. Is that a fungus or a bacteria that fungus. causes a fungus? Okay. I'm hoping that that cold snap really knocked back the hemlock woolly adalgid in my landscape. Yeah, that's, that's what the hope, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> and maybe the ticks, too. That would oh, be nice yeah. also. But I don't know. I was actually out with a, an arborist once up on Chestnut Ridge. It was seriously 10 degrees or maybe colder, and she looked and she had a tick on her. Yeah. It, it was, you know, the middle of winter. Ugh, I hate ticks. Mm-hmm. I just read, because uh, I'm a Penn State grad, I get the Penn State Agriculture mm-hmm. Magazine, and they just had a big article in there about ticks and the studies that they're doing at Penn State on the different types of ticks and disease transmission with limes and all that it was actually it was really interesting at the things that they're looking at to help control the ticks and control the transmission of lime in the future. Well, so, that's something you guys have to be concerned coming. with when you're up in these trees. And oh, absolutely. Such. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good practice when you're done with work to, to come in and really check, you know, check because yep. they, they is that what Dick Till's job is? Check her. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't Miles the one that showed us about the tick key that he keeps on his yeah, keychain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's the one, and I have one I, on I my keychain. I keep him in my truck. Yeah. Yep, yep, because that's the easy way to remove. My thing is, you yeah, know, everybody don't try always, to burn them out. Don't no. try to suffocate them with, you know, yeah, whatever right. hand cream. Yeah, you know, just you get use a the right tick tool. tool and yeah. Yep. All right, Rob, we want you to stick around in case we got any tree questions. Yeah. For more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to www.davy.com slash KDK. And don't forget, you can always call the experts at Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. Doug's going to be at the Washington County Home Show today at 2 at the Washington County Fairgrounds talking organic gardening and getting a jump on the season. He's also going to be raffling off some cool prizes, so stop out and see him. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners are on KDKA Radio. All right, Shirley, a winner of that gift certificate to Janoski's in Clinton. Let's say hi to Ann in Vanderbilt. How are you there, Ann? Good morning. Welcome to KDKA Radio. Well, I'm okay. I just did uh, 50 turkeys, two deer, and six squirrels while you were wait- I was waiting for you. <laughs> wow, you got a Dis- Disney movie going out in your yard there. <laughs> I want to know how to get rid of ground ivy. You and me both, sister. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and is it in your in your lawn or your flower beds? 
Uh, well, it's tough for me. It's for a 92-year-old lady to still go out in the yard, uh, oh. in her yard. Yeah. So in the grass, I mean, it's all over in my grass as well. It's really tough to control in the lawn. I mean, unfortunately, um, I feel like it's just something that we have to live with. Uh, I guess the good part of it is that the blooms in the spring are very inviting to a lot of our native pollinators, including our bumblebees. So and, there is the plus side to and it. And I've actually seen someone grow it as a uh, as an ornamental, ornamental, like a ground cover. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's like a round, yeah, like a ground cover at the base of trees. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's green, so I guess that's the benefit. And purple flowers. And purple flowers, but there is actually uh, an organic herbicide that you can get that's based on iron that they say does help control it. Um, obviously, we want to stay away from any of the um, synthetic chemical-based uh, lawn care products because they're bad for so many reasons. But IronX is the brand, and it's a company called Gardens Alive. Uh, and it's a spray that you can put on the lawn that will kill broad-leaved weeds but leave the grass alone. And it does it through using chelated iron. So Iron X from Gardens Alive, if you must do something. But in my house, I just let it be. All right, Ann. Thank you. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. She's a grower, horticulturist, and our garden goddess. Good morning, Denise. How are Hi, you good. on this spring day? Uh, yeah, and um, you know I'm a I feed the birds, and so right now I always put out peanuts for the blue jays because I just love the blue jays. I love their song. I know a lot of people don't like blue jays because they make a lot of noise, but they're actually kind of the alarm for the bird world that you know there's a predator nearby, whether it's a cat or a hawk or an owl. But the other thing, and I was just reading this the other day, and it's good since you know this was a Davy Tree Day that. Uh, blue jays actually are tree planters that you will find them a lot in um, places where there's a lot of oak trees because acorns are one of their favorite foods. But they actually, you know, when they're feeding them, you know, they crack open, you know, the nut. But they'll also let them drop to the ground. And therefore, when you have a lot of blue jays, you'll also have a lot of oak, oak trees as well. Interesting. Good I can't stuff. say I'm a big fan of blue jays. I love they're, I love blue jays really? too, but I know that the people don't like them because they're mean. They're bullies at yeah. the bird feeder. But they they do have a, a very complicated array of songs, which is interesting. You yeah. know, especially in the spring, you hear the different mating calls and such. You know, but I understand that they can be bullies. But I feel like Mrs. Know It All though, like she has a trick, right, to put the the whole peanuts out because those them and the woodpeckers will pick the whole peanuts and then they'll leave the sunflower seeds and the other birds at the other bird feeder. So maybe I need to get a separate feeder out for the like a peanut feeder. Okay. So what can we grant what can we plant outside right now? So in the in vegetable, the vegetable garden, garden yeah. right now is the time to do your peas. It's the time to do your onions. Uh, I just actually gave our friend uh, Steve Rapaski, the bee guy, a few packs of snow peas yesterday. Excellent. You didn't plant them yourself? That's Mine nice are of in. you to share. Oh, Mine yours are, are in. in. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 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 not quite that far into the season yet as far as Oh, getting uh, ready to go out in the vegetable garden. The I'm not. <laughs> I haven't done a thing. In fact, I have a note on my kitchen counter for today that says prune fruit trees. I haven't even pruned my fruit trees yet. So that's my task for what's today. What's going on here? I know, right? Work. That's what's going on here. <laughs> Things you have to get paid for have to come first. I've got, so. uh, I got some lettuce out there. Uh, again, I got this from uh, Chapman's Greenhouse. I got some lettuce, some beets. These are already in little plants. Okay. Uh, Swiss chard. Uh, and then in the greenhouse, like I said, I got the tomato. But I have a few lettuce plants in the greenhouse that have like doubled in size. They love the greenhouse right now. This cold, cold at night and then uh, warm up during the day. 
trying to think what else is out there. And everything that went it over, the arugula, uh, seven top turnip greens, well, the, the kale's still good, but that arugula and seven top turnip greens are already going to seed. Mm. You know, so I it it I had it all winter. So yeah. I just got I have to harvest today or tomorrow. Yeah, well then let we could also let it drop seed and then come up on its own, right? So you have like a nice little succession. Might do that for a couple of, of the arugulas, but the seven top turnip greens are like an entire bed. So they'll, yeah. they'll have to come out. Something else will go in there. I'm telling you that as a cold weather crop, I'd never grown turnip greens. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a heirloom specifically for. Uh, it doesn't make a, a turnip, so right. really easy Just for to the grow. Greens. Yeah. Yep. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden and a safer place to live. All right, guys, thanks, and good to have Davy Tree back for another year as well. They'll be back here in two weeks with Doug and Jess. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.